it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Rob LaCuria, Senior Editor at Gold Derby, here with the one and only Kerry Condon, who stars in The Banshee of Inner Sharon. Kerry, I was talking to you offline about how much I love this film. Uh, I, I love a Martin McDonough film. I get really excited about it. And I'm sure you do as well, because you've worked with him so many times before. Now, apart from being a good mate of his, what do you most value about doing a Martin McDonough film? Oh, gosh. I suppose um, I feel like it's something that I'm sort of naturally very good at because it was kind of what I learned how to be an actress on. It was like I never went to drama school. I didn't have the money to go to drama school, to be honest. And also I luckily got an agent earlier than I needed to go. And so Martin was like my first professional play and I sort of learned a lot in the rehearsal room on the plays. So I feel like, I don't know, they're kind of my strength. And then when somebody knows you very well, they sort of know how you work and I know how he works. So there's sort of an ease, I suppose, and a familiarity that just makes it fun. Plus, I always am very proud of the, the, the stuff that he does. And I'm very proud to be in it. And, and I kind of want people to see it. I mean, I feel that way with most of my work, but... Um, I suppose when it's somebody you know and you grew up with, you feel more like wanting people to like it as well. There's something about the way he writes and directs a cast. And it's so obvious that he's got this great affinity as well with Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, uh, given their previous work together. Um, so I was so excited to see the film and see you know what they were going to come up with. And then with your character, it's someone that I wasn't really expecting. You know, she's she demonstrates a lot of empathy for her poor brother, but she's a straight shooter. But then there's this under, underlying melancholy in her, and I found there was a lot to unpack um, to try to work out what her motivations were. So then, when you get the script, what you know, what was um your takeaway for how Martin what, what Martin was trying to achieve with Siobhan? I mean. I suppose he kind of just left it in my hands a little bit and kind of, we didn't really discuss it that much. And then I suppose the only thing when we started rehearsing it was that I suppose I I favoured the the melancholy a little bit, like too much maybe. And he sort of had to like, you know, instruct me to, well, I can't play it too that way. You know what I mean? Because she can't be too down. There has to be an element of hope with her but that's what was kind of tricky it was like a balance of you know she's jaded with Porig and she's frustrated with everything 
um, and feels very lonely. But at the same time, she still realizes that there's more to life. So there has to be a hope there and a sort of a youngness to her. But at the same time, she's motherly. It was like playing kind of two things, really. Um, but so that was it. I kind of favored the melancholy a little bit too much, maybe. And then he sort of pushed me a little bit away from that and made it more humorous, I suppose, in places. Yeah, which I think it, obviously that counterbalance is important. And um, I feel like also that we uh, we go along for the journey with Siobhan. She's kind of like our surrogate. I think I could probably use that word. She's the voice of reason for Frederick. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just felt like that uh, there's something about her. Like, for example, my favourite scene for you is the one with Barry Kuhn where um, Kogan... At the lake. I know, at the lake, man. Like... He she rebuffs Dominic's advances and Barry is so heartbreaking and sweet. But you as Siobhan had to reject him in a certain way, and it's all on your face. Like there's a lot that you're not saying, but there's so much that you're doing in your eyes. And I just wonder what what do you remember most about filming that scene? Because it's a real it just oh, such a thank great scene. You. Thanks a million. Well, to be honest, initially the scene reminded me of one of Martin's plays that I did, The Cripple of Inishman. And The Cripple, it's sort of a similar thing in the sense that Cripple gets the guts to ask Helen out at the end. Now, it ends very differently, but it was just that thing of like somebody getting the guts to go, um, do you like me? Like, And I always loved that because it's such a vulnerable uh, thing to do. So we we didn't rehearse that scene. And to be honest, that was the very last scene in the movie that in the schedule that we shot. That was my last day filming that scene. And there was a little sense of urgency because there was rain approaching or something, you know, there was some storm coming or um, so we had to kind of, you know, concentrate and do it sort of not fast, but not be dicking around, basically. And um, and so that's kind of really all I remember about it, to be honest with you. And I suppose, you know, at the beginning of the lake, like before Dominic arrives, you know, she there's a shot of her just looking out over the lake and then she waves the banshee. And so we we had thought that the lake that she's at, that's the lake where their parents died, where Porig and Siobhan's parents have drowned in that lake. And so she's come to that lake knowing that she's going to leave. And it's kind of like almost a goodbye to her parents or thinking about her parents or this notion that if I don't leave I'm going I like I'll kill myself this is where it's going to end like I'll end up going down I'll get so down that I'll this is where it'll end because we kind of talked about the parents having a sort of a tragic ending in the sense that one of them probably commits suicide and then the other one you know, wasn't known. Did the other one rescue them and drown in the process or did they both decide to commit suicide? It was just a very dark kind of thing that happened to the parents. So she's kind of thinking about all of that. And I feel like that's hanging over her being on the island, that that ener- that thing about the parents, the energy of the parents. And so that adds to her, I got to get out of here. I'm, I'm never going to shed this like grief and this sadness and I have to go. So she goes to the lake for that kind of goodbye so it was starting on that kind of a note and so that's why when Barry interrupts her uh, Dominic interrupts her and it and and maybe that helps her shift to being I mean it's all in the right really like the way she he, he wrote love you know um I don't think so love and so I just kind of came from that same place I was with Porik which was kind of motherly 
um, and and there was a sense of like she just she knew he was going to be trapped on the on the island and trapped in that kind of horrible house that he's in, and so there's just a, a sadness in this. I know, it's and then when he says when he says there goes that dream, it's oh like my God. oh my god, I know. It's I know. Just, this is what we go to the cinema for, like in the darkness to 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 immerse ourselves in like this human emotion and frailty. Exactly. And, uh, and you know, and I think um, it's something, you know, it's a human feeling. It's exactly yes. what you said, you know, rejection or like yes. getting up the guts to tell someone you like them. And you know, uh, yeah, it's very beautiful scene. But yeah, that that I think Siobhan had the kind of she seemed more evolved and the others that she was able while Dominic grated on her nerves and he was tactless you know in the in previous times yes. when he's around her and I imagine he was kind of a little bit you know did certain things to her that well, you didn't see in the film but like he did things in the past to her that really bothered her she still was able to step beyond that and be a kind person she just was very mature and evolved yeah you know um well she- she represents this thing that a lot of us have about this burning desire to to escape or to do something better. And you know, she has she lives a mundane small town existence, as you mentioned. Did that resonate with you at all personally uh, when trying to tell that side of her story? Because it's a it's an emotional sentiment that I think is actually quite universal. A lot of us have probably felt that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you necessarily get it like from a small town because to be honest sometimes I feel envious of like small town existence in a way it's kind of simple and nice and there's a community and people take care of each other I think you can feel more lonely in the city sometimes do you know um so but in terms of me as an actress I felt a desire to leave the small town I grew up in not because you know I wanted to escape a kind of a dysfunction or a grief. I just wanted to be an actress in a global level. And that's what, you know, brought me away. But I do, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I do sometimes think like, oh, you know, the simple life is quite beautiful too. I don't think one is better than the other. But I do, it did make me think, you know that scene where she's walking and the the policeman says to her, oh, you're an awful strange lady. No wonder no one likes you. Oh, mate. Yeah, and I just thought that's horrible because you think about people in any place, in any job or in any town where, where they're made to feel like they're just, nobody likes you, like bullying in general, any yeah. way in somebody that they makes it feel like no one likes them. It's just like, it's rotten. Humans are just rotten to each other sometimes. So it's horrible. Yeah, that really got me as well. I felt so defensive for Siobhan in that moment because she had, you had already planted the seed about how she was so maternal and caring and empathetic and cared about everybody else. And eventually she's like, you know what? I need to look after myself as well. I'm going to escape this island. I'm going to go and be a librarian and that's it. And and leave her poor brother, Patrick, there, who I, I just adored as well. Um, you know, that My sister thought, got really angry with me over that. She was like, she? she really believed it. And she was like, why did you leave him at the worst time? And I was like, it was in the script. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I was supposed to do. But it's true. It's like, you know, I did feel bad for the whole situation, but she, she needed to go. And that and that was actually quite freeing for us watching her journey. But speaking of Colin Barrel, Brendan Gleeson, they're wonderful in this. Um, everyone's obviously raving about the three of you, even Barry as well, the four of you, brilliant performances. But that storyline about 
Colm not wanting to be um, Patrick's friend anymore. And that's it. And that was the, and, and we all have to just go along for the ride and understand why. What what was your takeaway from that central storyline about maybe, is it about leaving toxic circumstances and relationships? Was it more than that? What did you think about it? That's interesting, you know, because I like, you know, the way they talk about, you know, you're showing love and kindness, like in a way, Brendan's character, Colm, is showing a lot of love for himself, which is, every, you know, we all talk about self-love and self-love is part of it is, I don't want to be around you anymore. It's not good for me, blah, 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 you know, and so I can't really get too angry with him or, you know, I kind of understand him. I feel very like Siobhan, I understand him, but yet I also completely understand Horrigs, you know, um, you know, that, you know what, I, I think it's hard for me because, you know, I'm not married and, and so I, you know, and I'm very, don't really trust human love so much as a person because I kind of think like, there you go, you can spend years with somebody and just like that, it's over. And not only is it over, but they don't ever want to talk to you ever again. And so it kind of like, I don't know, it just seems... I don't know, very like, it would make you think like, oh, so no wonder Porrick gets to a place where it's like, he's never going to love a friend again, or he's never going to, you know what I mean? He, he turns. And so I don't know what the right answer is for that. Like, and I'm probably the worst person to ask because I just, <laughs> you know, I really just think animals truly love you and I don't really oh, know. No. Um, but I, I, that's what I liked about it though, because I feel like we all know that feeling of a breakup, that feeling of like, that that frustrate not frustration but like you just can't understand how they're okay with never ever ever talking to you ever again and so that that scene where Colm is walking up the road and he doesn't make any eye contact with Porig whatsoever like oh it's just awful but it's funny but it's awful it's funny but it's just like <laughs> it's a gut punch it's like I've seen some horrifying things in film and uh, and things that really got me, but that got me because I think I think I've kind of been in that situation. I think most of us pretty much have in some way, yes. or form, and it just taps into a particular vulnerability that I don't feel like I've seen a lot in film before, and that's why mm-hmm. I think this film is resonating because it's just yeah. yeah, and it's so funny as well, and yeah, um, so. Uh, Working alongside Colin as his sibling in the film, um, what's the best thing? It's a kind of cliche question, but I'm curious because I think he's so fascinating. What's the what do you value most about working alongside him? Oh, in this particular movie, say, what did I yeah. value the most about working with him? Well, we were both really wanted each other to be great he, he's not very he's not not that people are competitive they people aren't competitive but he it was a team effort like he really wanted me to be great and I really wanted him to be great and we both wanted to be great and and so we were very you know we rehearsed our lines a lot before we turned up on set we when we were on set you know we chatted a little but we you know we didn't we kept kind of in the zone and we kept kind of concentrating and and when we were doing off camera stuff like because we knew each other and I knew Martin it could have been a joyful chit chatty like but it, I just didn't want to veer too far you know away from what we were doing and so we kept it very studious and then also when it was off camera stuff 
you know, he was really great in his off-camera stuff. And I was really great for my off-camera stuff for him because I wanted him to be brilliant because I wanted the movie to be brilliant. Like, we'd come so far and it was like, I didn't want to, like, upstage. You know what I mean? There was no yeah. kind of games like that or anything. It felt very, like, um, collaborative. And, and he's a very generous person in the sense of, like, you know, he bought, he would buy the crew something every Friday. We like a coffee truck would come or something or a crate mm. truck. And, and I, I, it's really weird because I know everyone's like, yeah, but he's a millionaire. So of course he should. But it mm. really does filter from the top. Like if the person at the top is very kind and generous and, and a loving person, the whole crew kind of follows suit. Yeah. And the vibe is very, we're all going to be nice and we're all going to be caring and kind to each other. And, and it really did kind of feel that way. Like everyone was just very lovely to each other. So it sort of filtered down from Colin just being very approachable and generous. Um, and that helped the whole vibe of the movie, I think. That's so lovely to hear. Yeah. Whoever's number one or two on the call sheet, they can really set the tone. And totally. I've heard, I've heard the opposite as well. Yes. Um, off camera. And uh, so, yeah, it's so great to hear as well. It's great leadership. And um, I, yeah, so I can imagine you guys would have had a great time on the film. But of course, the subject matter meant that you weren't necessarily, you know, partying every day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was, yeah. We had to take break, a step away from each other. Manny's the time. Exactly. Yeah. Just be on your own. Yeah. So, Kerry, final question is something a little more superficial, and that is you had the world premiere at the Venice Film Festival, and uh, now the film is being um, praised by critics and and by fans uh, who have seen it. Does it ever get old or routine, you know, to go to these glamorous red carpets like Venice of all places where people are just really into the work that you're doing? What's that actually like? Because it seems surreal to me. Not at all. Like, first of all, Venice without the movie was just, yeah. I mean, Venice is crazy. I mean, there's no roads. There's just water. So that alone, like, it's just like, where are we? It doesn't get old because, first of all, I've never had this experience where a movie has blown up this much for me and so all this is kind of new and then I kind of was asking Colin the other day I was like has, has this been the way it's been for you your whole life because I was like it's actually like it's a lot of work it's a lot more work than just acting work and he was like no it's not been the way it's been for me like this is kind of new for me in the sense of how well the movie is doing too and and so I don't think it's get it gets jaded if anything like I'll be honest with you a little part to me always felt a little removed from the business because I just liked being an actress and then I would come home to my horses and just like keep everything very separate and I wasn't the kind of person who would turn up at events if I wasn't involved in the event I was just very separated them and perhaps looking back maybe a little intimidated by people or think you know like felt a little different and now that I'm going to more and more things and talking to more people I'm like there's so many lovely people like there really is and there's so many lovely actresses that makes me kind of go oh it's not really a competition because you know it really isn't it it's such a hustle this job and mm. it's not necessarily like the, the doing it is great like I love the doing it I love it so much but it's all the bits in between to like get the job reading the script doing the meeting and all those bits to get it is really hard and and it's quite a lonely job in many ways because you're like you're off you know for three months here and you're off there and you're always kind of traveling and alone and so 
I feel that now I have a sort of a respect for other actors my age in the sense of like, it's not as competitive. I feel like if you're still here and you're still doing it like me, then you deserve as much, you know, as I'm to think I deserve. I don't feel like I deserve more because of, because it's just hard. And um, I think you should admire anyone who's doing it, you know? Absolutely. I think that's a great note to finish on. Kerry, thank you so much for your time today. Congrats on the great performance in Banshee. Yay, thanks a million. And thanks for going to see it with your son. Thanks so much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.